How you doing, man? Not bad. Hey, Charles. Hey, Andrew. All right. You don't have headphones or anything like that, or I just, I just came, came here straight. Just from... came straight from whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, can you put headphones on I, your, I mean, your phone or whatever? Or... Yeah, sure. I hear both of you pretty well. Yeah, but just so we don't get an echoey sort of thing. I mean, sure. I already started it, so. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. So introduce everyone, Andrew. I'll, I'll, I'll grab the stuff. So. Hello, Hello, everyone. This is Andrew alongside Charles. Hi, everybody. And Francisco. Yo. And this is episode 18. Yes. Of Sports Goofs. We are. We are. We are barely legal. Um, we can vote now. We can smoke cigarettes. Uh, we can gamble too. Uh, so all the fun things that 18 year olds can do, uh, we can do now. Yay. All right. So topics for today, we were talking about, looks like, well, we have the NBA all-star festivities that have, uh, finally ended the, uh, NBA all-star festivities that have finally ended. We also have. Uh, some baseball news to talk about. Looks like the players and owners are really going to go at at this uh, unless they figure something out in the next couple of seasons. And uh, some Selly talk because a lot of people are a little pissed off at the Carolina Hurricanes in hockey, and I just want to talk about that and basically this generation of players. and 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 we can obviously ramble on about that. And then we have our players remember to forget, our non-sponsors. Uh, where in the world is Doug? Uh, I'll tell you where. And some other stuff, so that'll be fun. Okay. Uh, the AAF happened, I guess, a second time. Oh, I, I can, can talk, talk about, about that, that if you want me to. But yes, I actually, I actually would because I have no idea what the heck happened there. So go ahead, Andrew. So, the AAF, the Alliance of American Football, let me look up the scores real quick, because it was an interesting week. Orlando won again, right? That is correct. The San Antonio. It was a comeback win. The, the sun and gun of Steve Spurrier was on full showcase, as a lot of deep, deep throws were caught for touchdowns. The defense came to play once again, because there was another pick six, which basically helped seal the game. So that was one of the games. It was Orlando-San Antonio. Pulling up the score right now, if you will just give me a moment, ladies and gentlemen. Do you want to talk while I'm doing this? Sorry. (laughs) Go ahead, Charles. All right. So, I mean, Francis and I were talking about beforehand. I feel that AAF is still a hard time getting some traction into viewerships for people like me. Ooh, the only thing I know is that their quarterbacks seem to play atrociously, and that Trent Richardson is apparently your star of the league. So that makes me have some eyebrows raised. Well, this is their first season, if they can. Right now, the the roster is comprised of mostly, uh, basically, guys who are washed up or or have no chance at an NFL roster for now. 
uh, and it's looking like more mostly older guys or just middling guys. I, I, I think the idea would be essentially, I, I think these are the growing pangs of pains of the, um, uh, I think the NBA G League suffered from in the beginning. The G League started off absorbing other. Well, it, it was kind of weird. They absorbed other leagues. I think they they the Continental Basketball Association, some other teams, some other franchises from there, and they cobbled that together to become the G League, or the D League back then. And I hate that. I gotta say, G League is so annoying because it's kind of a sponsored league like that. It's just annoying. I like the D League because. I mean, I kind of like G League better. I think it sounds a lot better. D League sounds like these guys are like D-list players, sure. which maybe I mean, they yeah. are, but... If it, it was G League for like, like Growth League, league or, or something, something like that, but it's the Gatorade League. So, is that what it is? I don't know. Side tangent complete. Yeah, it's the Gatorade develop, or the Gatorade League or whatever, but whatever. Um, I think it's what we need to see is if this thing can last three seasons we could we could see at least one or two drafts uh which would involve more college players coming out and developing those guys because i i feel a lot better developing those guys than i would uh a guy like trent richardson who you know just couldn't stick it in the league Uh, at the very least with guys coming out of college that went undrafted you might find some diamonds in the rough better than what we have here uh, to fill out the rosters. Uh, but it's, I mean, I'm looking at the highlights here. It's, it's not bad, but you can clearly tell these guys are just not NFL level players, but um, it maybe, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, the only one that stood out to me, has just been like Zach Stacy, who I remember as a legit starter in St. Louis, and he tried to go to the Jets after an injury, but he ran for 101 yards this week, had a touchdown. It's just the quarterback play is really bad, and I, I kind of put that as a focal point because, you know, in the NFL or even college football, at least there's some kind of engagement, unless it's a Super Bowl, which apparently doesn't matter because the Patriots and Rams did try. Um, but like Garrett Gilbert, 19 of 28, he's the only guy that came close, like four, 393 yards are good for him. But then you have like Christian Hackenberg, who is living up to the name of Hack going. <laughs> I think everyone yards. agrees with that assessment. Yeah. Uh, John Wolford, 14 of 22 for 194 yards. And I know some of these names because like I remember doing my Madden stuff. I'm like, ha ha ha, who do I want my backup to be? Austin Allen, 15 of 31. So it's uh, for 114 yards. So it's not so much of I'm not surprised they're bad. I'm just surprised that position is that bad considering the fact that those were the guys who led teams when they were in college. Some of these guys have only been out of the game for a couple of years, not like five, six years. Like Garrett Gilbert, uh, it's only, I think, three years out. Um, I don't know who the hell Logan Woodside is, so, you know, that that's beyond me. But it's just kind of surprising. Like Matt Sims, I get, because I remember he started one game for the Jets that he disappeared. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's just all these forgotten players. That's why I, I like, like I'm saying, I just feel like it would be better with guys coming out undrafted. Because at least maybe even then you'd right you'd, out of you'd, college, right out of college, you'd you'd see more guys. They'd probably be more recognizable to us, and thus more recognizable to NFL scouts and 
and and maybe and just the, I guess casual fans in general like me like me I, I probably would recognize yeah. some guys if okay that guy was did have had a good college career but obviously not a lot like I mean could you this would have been great if a guy like um, I, I hate to say this like Tim Tebow uh, came out you know he would have been a he could have showcased or at least improved his craft in this league as a quarterback well, and then you know but well, let me ask you this on being uh mr met playing in the in the big major Matt. leagues so i mean i'm sure this is always going to be a, a fallback for him the aaf i mean that would whichever team he goes to which believe it if or not he, if he wants to play football i mean he's obviously going to make money elsewhere but i mean but actually the team i think he would go to is orlando since he went to school at uf the the teams they have they kind of have right of first refusal to schools that are in their near geographic area. So all the teams in Florida are Orlando. But, I mean, I think he would get a fair shake as a quarterback in this league. Especially, uh, he seems to be better than Hackenberg right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I would love to see if Peterman, Peter Mean, <laughs> got a shot in the league. So, I mean, I don't have any other... Well, let me just run down the scores real oh. quick while I have you guys. Uh, so the first game was the Salt Lake Stallions. I accidentally turned muted him off, guys. Sorry. You accidentally did what? I accidentally muted you. Sorry. Go I ahead. Know, I'm annoying. I'm annoying to hear. I have an annoying voice. Uh, so twelve to nine, Birmingham Iron. Uh, a lot of close games this week. The Arizona Hotshots defeated Memphis Express, uh, twenty to eighteen. Orlando Apollos 37 to 29 over the San Antonio Commanders and then San Diego Fleet uh, 24 to 12 over the Atlanta Legends. Right now the only teams that are still 2 and 0 in play are the Birmingham Iron, the Hotshots and the Apollos. So that's just a quick down a rundown of the AAF this week. All right. I mean I don't have anything else to say about them. Cause I have, no, I mean, I'm just. This is the first I'm looking at it as far as week two highlights right now, and it still very much looks like minor league ball. Well, it is to an extent. I mean, special teams are really, really rough. There's a lot of muff punts. Uh, you name it. It's it's not going great for the special teams, but one assumes that things will get stronger as the year goes on. What game are you playing there, Charles? WWE 2K18, because the only thing I can kind of pause and listen to when it's my time. Because <laughs> I, I was thinking a little uh, bit, you know, there's a lot of games coming out 
but I'm like, I need something that I can kind of distract in the background as I'm looking up right. stats because it's either, you know, so I can pause and go at my leisure. I okay. can't do like story games because I miss it. Yeah, it has to be something basically a sports game. Anything else like would probably just be like, uh, uh, all right. Next is the my my next thing is I, I probably want to talk about I mean I'd love to talk about the NBA but first I want to talk about some Selly stuff. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, so Selly is any NHL for NHL nomenclature for celebrations. You can probably guess where that term came from. And over the weekend or I guess over the week yeah, I guess over the weekend, uh there's there's a segment on Hockey Night in Canada which is I th- gosh, was is it the CBC? Probably, uh, I'm pretty sure it's CBC. Yeah, the CBC, which their their weekly uh, hockey game, uh, broadcast hockey game, and there's a segment of the show called Coach's Corner, where Don Cherry, who is a former NHL head coach and the king of crazy suits, yes, I hope you'll uh, pull up a picture of him. Actually, and I, I probably will pull up what he actually said, or at least um, the the freaking. Uh, a split between okay, so yeah, BU just said BC, uh, CBC, and Rogers Sports Night. Of okay. course, uh, so, Mr. Canada comes in here. He's our resident hockey guy, really. I because I I remember I think somebody had the exclusive rights to the NHL. Um, I, I don't think they showed on. I think it's, it was Rogers. So because um, I think TSN can't show NHL games anymore. TSN is the ES is the Canadian equivalent of ESPN. They even have used the same font. They even. Uh, have the rights or they got the rights from from ESPN. they have us they have their own sports center but it's spelled center with c-e-n-t-r-e which it, it annoys me to all hell but still especially when they add you to words like color but that aside from that yes uh bu um fired don cherry because it's actually something that i wanted to discuss oh boy okay so I've been a hockey fan for about uh, probably uh, going on eight years now. Uh, obviously, um, I've had some uh, ex- a ton of experiences. Uh, met a lot of media guys, and you know, you you do uh, acknowledge that guys like um, Don Cherry an old guard carry some sort of air to them but at the same time he's a cranky old coot the guy's like 87 years old now Uh, and it'd be like john madden stoby if he was still um broadcasting or something like that i think although i think cherry's a bit more of a curmudgeon than yeah he's a yeah he's a cranky curmudgeon more than anything madden was the kind of oddball guy who would do a whole family background on Gatorade buckets. Okay, so Don Cherry, okay, well, I mean, this is kind of like a huge aside, but um, had a rant recently about the Carolina Hurricanes, and the, the reason is, um, I'm about to show it right now, um, the Carolina Hurricanes have been doing a, a, a post-game celebration called the Storm Surge. Uh, it's only for their home games, and it's it's glorious. I love it. It's fantastic. Uh, and, and the reason that this is coming to mind is the Carolina Hurricanes have been very good uh, for at least the past nine years now. I think they haven't made the playoffs in, in that long. 
And uh, I think their highlight was when they made this, the or they won the Stanley Cup back. Well, they they won in two thousand six, but they they were consistently in the playoffs until about I think two thousand nine or two thousand and ten. So it has been a long time since they've won. Uh, obviously, with that comes attendance drops and everything like that. Everybody's like, oh, moving them back to Hartford to be the Whalers again, what have you. This season, they find last season they were pretty close. This season, it looks like they're actually coming together, and um, it looks like <laughs> Game Grumps hit five mil. <laughs> we're a long way from that, that's for sure. Oh, that so true. on screen, you're seeing one version of their post game celebrations. They do something different every single time they win. Uh, I think the last one that they did was like a limbo line, yeah. which was pretty fun. And the things they've done, I'm not sure which one you're showing. Uh, this is this one where they're in black and they're, they're, they're clapping. And I think, I think this is the bowling one. Yeah, this might be the bowling one. Or no, this is where they're all just running into the uh, running into the into the glass and then just jumping on the glass. But they've got different ones. They have a bowling one. They've got this guy where he's like kind of like Thor or something like that. He just slams the, the the hockey stick into the center and all the guys just fall back. Uh, it, it's great. I love it. And uh, there's a different one each time. Uh, I think this one they've copied it. So. Don Cherry looks at this and he's a cranky old coo. He's an old man that yells at clouds and he wants everybody to get off his lawn. Uh, went on a rant saying that it's disrespectful to the game and all this other Now, mind you, this is, a, and this is a sport. And Brian Burke actually aired the same thing. This is a sport. Brian Burke, for those who don't know, is a former NHL goaltender turned GM. Uh, and... Uh, He's out of hockey now, out of hockey proper. He's not working with any NHL teams directly. And neither is Don Cherry. And there's a reason these two guys aren't working with NHL teams directly because they're just, they're, they're out of the loop now. Um, the future is now, old man. <laughs> they're out of the loop now. And Don Cherry's like, yeah, this is disrespectful. And I keep like, how is this disrespectful? These guys have won the game. They're not showing up the other team. They're just engaging in... Uh, a celebration with their fans, which they've connected to. Obviously, you can see it here on the screen. Mm -hmm. uh, Raleigh is in the South, and they actually had a really good fan base for those few, probably like about six, seven years where they were really good, made a couple Stanley Cup Finals appearances, won the darn thing, and uh, but it's just been bad teams, and who, who wants to go see that? And if um, nothing else, it, it helps the It's out of that or NC State, God. <laughs> if, if nothing else it's it's been helping the team's attendance yeah their attendance has gone up uh the team is good that's probably the the most important thing and then on top of that uh i just like fun exactly i mean i was telling you uh the other day that i one of my coaches in uh, one of my teachers one of my science teachers in high school used to uh play minor league ball he was a blue chip recruit and you know, I said, why didn't you keep up with that? And he told me basically, you know, I wasn't having fun with it anymore. And I kind of knew once I stopped having fun playing baseball, it was going to stop. Yeah. These guys, they're yeah. having fun it's, now. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's like uh, what BU just commented. Uh, the, the other team's in the locker and they're at home. And that's true. One of the uh, things I saw on Twitter is people saying, well, if you guys want to stop this, and these are fans of other teams, by the way. 
not the fans of the, the Hurricanes. They're saying, you guys want to stop this, then, you know, beat the Hurricanes at home at their home in Raleigh at the PNC Arena. Just do it. Uh, I, I, and I, I keep stressing this enough. This is a sport where people regularly throw octopus, catfish, and plastic rats on the ice. Okay? Like, this sport has already, if, if it ever jumped the shark, it has done it. I'm surprised the sharks don't have a celebration where there's a guy who jumps over a shark. That would be a good idea. Um, it, it, the Vegas Golden Knights last season with their pregame shows, people were having issues with that. Even though I found it fantastic and endearing, and I loved it, um, they embraced the camp. They they embraced the camp. Uh, the the Hurricanes are embracing it. Uh, why not? Why not let these guys? These guys are young, by the way. These guys are in their twenties. Uh, have some freaking fun. Mm-hmm. Let their fans have some freaking fun. Oh, the the beautiful thing was. Um, uh, let me let me uh, let me exit onto onto Google here. Um, uh, the beautiful thing was that I, I'm, I'm going to show. So Don Cherry in his stupid rant, um, and he's stupid, by the way. I, I don't like him. Okay, and I can say that because I was a member of the NHL media. I can call him that. <laughs> okay, I, I took a piss next to Denny Puff, and I can do whatever I want now. No way, really? Yes. <laughs> okay, uh, a, a freaking hockey Hall of Famer. All right, so. I'm sure I was on TV. You need that on a T-shirt, man. <laughs> I took a piss next to Denny Poppin. I'll sell I it. Do what I want. I'll, I'll go to. <laughs> I can do what I want. I'll sell it to uh, to New York Islanders fans. Uh, okay, so one of the first things when you type in Don Cherry's suits, but um, I'm looking now for. I find it funny now that I think about it. This old curmudgeon guy who's talking about how this team needs to be more traditional. This thing stinks. He is the hockey equivalent of what was the NBA side of sideline reporter? Who, oh, Craig Sager. Exactly. He's rest the, in peace. Rest in peace, sir. He is the NHL equivalent of him. Right. Okay. I mean, there you people go. Look like at that. Craig yeah, people like Craig Sager, except for his his family issues, but that's a whole separate thing. Um, okay, so the Carol. So in his uh, in in his rant he called the hurricanes a bunch of jerks so the carolina hurricanes have responded in kind and are selling bunch of jerks t-shirts <laughs> and i don't know if anybody's watched seinfeld but there's a segment where george costanza costanza is like yelling at this guy and he's like well the jerk store called and they're running out of you <laughs> so <laughs> The Hurricanes tweeted uh, the picture of the shirt, and they said the jerk store called. We are now taking orders. <laughs> <laughs> so they're embracing it, and they're making money off of it, and I love it. Okay, it was, the Panthers had the Spacey in space in 2016 before we found out about all of, yeah, you know, the, that other stuff. And, yeah, that but, was a great moment, and again, this is all... The, hur- the Miami Hurricanes have the... the the turnover, the turnover chain, chain and all that stuff. I, I mean, wonder if they'll have a version 3.0 next year. No, we'll see. I mean, they got to turn some things around, but they also updated to Twitter bio proper. Oh, that's right, that's right. Uh, their their wow is that bunch of jerks with the fun celebrations <laughs> <laughs> in Raleigh, North Carolina. By the way, Mr. Canada or BU says obligatory pop man sucks. <laughs> that's true. 
Pop Van Sucks is obviously the chant the New York Rangers fans always yell. Even though they're when they're not even facing the Islanders or the Panthers, they still <laughs> yell it. <laughs> um, all right, so that's my 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 version of uh, Don Cherry rant. Um, so I don't know what else do you guys think. I mean, it's kind of like okay, because we can talk about this in other sports. Okay, that's like when Brian McCann and the Atlanta Braves had an issue, and Jose Fernandez took too long at looking at his first home run ever at Marlins Park. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then they had like a whole issue with that. I could pull that up too. Okay, <laughs> Brian McCann, you you freaking uh, fun hater. Okay, I mean you're lucky you got a ring in in Houston and dragged, you know I they mean, dragged your butt, your old butt, to a, to a championship. But I think though that there's a difference between what Fernandez did and what the Hurricanes are doing, and that a um, the game isn't over yet. The game's still going on, and the other team is still out there and. B, it's well, kind of like what BU said. Okay, other, but uh, in, they're at home. You're right. The other teams in the locker room. Right. So I think there's a, a difference there, and this is coming from me, the baseball right. fan, who's like, "Oh man, that's totally disrespectful." Like these mm-hmm. major bat flips for the thing right. that's like hundred feet in the air. Yeah. I think it's a little bit overkill. Okay, so uh, um, I'm trying to man Brian McCann uh, fights. Let's see. Uh, bench is clear after Carlos. Okay, that was Carlos Gomez home run. Oh, the Gomez. Yeah, yeah. there's the Carlos Gomez one, and then there's a, obviously the one with Jose. And those that happened, I think, the same season. So Brian McCann clearly has an issue with fun. Indeed. Uh, but I enjoyed Jose uh, Jose Bautista's bat flip against the Texas Rangers in the playoffs. I mean, there's just oh, moments where one. you just have to do it, and it's it's celebrated uh, football touchdown celebrations. Actually, uh, they even speaking. I of, mean, the NFL actually pulled back on their mm-hmm. on their rules for that. And actually, the Hurricanes did the the Bautista bat flip. It was one of their end game celebrations. Nice. It's, but it's. I, I like fun. This is our this is our generation of of fans and players and and uh, you know coaches even because like guy like Joe Madden allows this sort of mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, uh, I just don't see any issues with this whatsoever. Let these guys have fun, and, and that's another thing. People say, "Oh, these guys, you know, they don't show any personality or whatever." People want to connect with these guys. Uh, look at the NBA All-Star Game, for example. I mean, the, I, I enjoyed that so much because you saw the personality of these guys popping out. And when the guys in baseball or hockey or football try and do it, people have issues with it. I, I don't understand. If these sports are going to thrive or survive even in the 21st century, especially baseball and hockey. The Atlanta Braves suck, by the way. <laughs> I've actually deemed them the Marlins' actual rival, their true rival. More so than the Rays? More, uh, no, because the, the Marlins and the Rays have never actually played for anything meaningful against That's each true. other. The Marlins and the Braves have. That's true. So, um, um, and, and it's and it's it's a good team to pick on because you know they'll choke in yes. a series against the Marlins <laughs> if they ever placed off again. So, they actually choked in '97. So, mm. and that they, strike zone in Game Five was pretty generous, though. I gotta on. say, <laughs> I, I'm. This is kind of off on a tangent a little bit. And yeah, we're, we're going off on tangents all over the place, but go ahead, man. <laughs> That's what makes this fun. Um, I th- even though the Braves won a World Series, it was 95, right? 
that they won the World Series? In a in a strike shortened season, BTW Braves fans. <laughs> Not playing against the Yankees either. Exactly. Right. And and playing a team that also notoriously chokes in the Indians. Although the Yankees won in ninety six, correct, Mr. Yankee? They beat the Braves in ninety six and ninety nine. Right. I think the Braves are very that group of Braves, the players were amazing. But I think overall that huge stretch was very disappointing because of what is it, fourteen years? Of division from titles. 1991 until 2005, the Braves won their division every season. Only came, won the National League championship in 91, 92, 95, 96, and 99, and so, one World Series title. So of 14, well, 13 because 94 doesn't count. Um, of the 13 or 14 division titles they won, they only made it to the World Series five times, and they only won once. That's pretty. You would imagine with those odds, you would win at least one, more than one World Series, considering who they had on the team. But again, tangent. We'll we'll, we'll come, come back, back to that, that another day, day I'm sure. sure. Uh, yeah, we'll come back to that. I mean, that's just an off-site stuff. But in any case, uh, I'm all for fun. That's all I want to say. Yes. So Don Cherry, go suck it. Well, I know who are uh, non-sponsor, uh, who are non-sponsor, yeah. will not be. And I'll, yeah, so. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. We are 29, 24 in. So let's, let's get off into one of our segments here. Ooh, which one? Where in the sports world is Doug? So, guys, uh, one of our members, uh, we have two members now that are... <laughs> missing <laughs> from this show uh but one of them is doug and he hasn't been on the show since maybe the third episode maybe i have no idea we're, th- we're talking yeah. last year early last year it's probably been nearly a year since he's been on a show but we obviously know that he's obviously enjoying sports and and he's probably somewhere in some sort some exotic place uh so Guys, uh, I'm going to give you some clues as to the region that he's in. And, and as, as, as a reminder, reminder, last week he was in Dunedin, Florida, home of the, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays spring training. Right. All right. So, you guys ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. This city was incorporated in 1951, uh, named after this guy, Winfield Scott. It's... Uh, I think, I think I know what it is already. Really? But really? I want to see if that, Charles that, can get that, it. That, that quickly? Yeah. Uh, Charles, you want okay, to its slogan is the West Most Western Town. Uh, it's 31 miles long and 11.4 miles wide. Uh, and, okay, so it was first inhabited approximately 300 BC to 1450 AD. Um, by the Hohokam tribe, okay? That was their pre-Columbian period. Uh, any, any, am I getting any closer for you, well, <laughs> anyway? I, 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 I think I got, got it on the first clue, but I want to okay. see if Charles can get it. Full, full disclosure, I came to Florida from New York in a little town called Polk County where they sell meth, cars, <laughs> And maybe they're underage daughters. We won't say that loud. You're, you're talking Polk County, Florida? Polk County, Florida. So then I went around all these other places. 
I have no idea what Doug is. I'm just gonna go and say Western Florida. No, not no. Because <laughs> that's how this sounds hillbilly like. But I know a different kind of hillbilly. Uh, no, no, it's not. Bu says it's Worcester, Mass. It's not Worcester, Massachusetts. Uh, I'm sure, Bu. I'm sure you can back me up on this. It is Worcester. Uh, one of our law professors is from the area. I just heard a, a Native American tribe, so there's my uneducated self just like, ah, Florida has some, you know, Native Americans. I'm going to guess so Scotts, Scottsdale, Arizona. Yes, yes, there, you, there go. you go, dude. You got it with the Winfield Scott, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, Doug is in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. A population as of 2010, that's a long time ago, of 217,385 people. And uh, I need to retake geography. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Uh, and it is home to the spring training complex of the San Francisco Giants. Um, uh, as well as, well, there's other teams surrounding them. They think the Colorado Rockies and Arizona Diamondbacks share a uh, spring training facility at the Salt River Fields at Talking Stick. And there you go. So that's why Doug is is checking out the great the the Cactus League out in Arizona. As I think this week was the first week that actual the other players outside of the pitchers and catchers reported to spring training. All righty. Oh, uh, just before we move on, you briefly mentioned the uh, San Francisco Giants since they train in Scottsdale. Bruce Bochy is retiring after yeah. this coming season. That's yeah. Um, we can get off on that tangent if you want, because uh, Bruce Bochy. Uh, I'll take that tangent. Yeah, he was. Uh, he has the largest head in the world. <laughs> That's one. He's uh, a bocce ball. No, 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 notoriously, a yeah, bocce no, ball. But, exactly. Notoriously, one of the one of the players and uh, managers who uh, players, coaches, and managers that has had uh, one of the largest cap sizes ever issued to a major league baseball player i think it's like eight and three quarters or something like that it's like it's massive i think he he has to get them custom made uh just to fit on his head and i'm sure it's gotten bigger since he's gotten older um but yeah he's actually retiring there uh after this season the final season with the giants um any thoughts guys initial thoughts i think he's gonna go down as one of the most successful managers I mean, he hasn't been there long. He's only been there 10 to 12 years. I think he started in 07 for the Giants. Um, Winning three World Series in 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 in five seasons is, I think that's grounds for, at minimum, Team Hall of Fame induction. And I think that might get him... Baseball Hall of Fame. I mean, he started the the every other year trend for the for the Giants. Um, that's impressive. I that's I mean, short of I mean the Yankees managers back in yeah, the I've seen the heyday or Joe Torre, I should say, where he was winning like every year. Uh, I think Bochi was kind of the first guy to kind of have a repeat a repeat thing like that. So I, I think. He'll go down as one of the, at least the top tier managers, at least in recent years. Charles? I think he's one of the best managers to manage in the modern day era. 
because mm. you got to remember, he took the San Diego Padres. He got unceremoniously fired. He took them to the World Series. They obviously didn't win because your boy <laughs> was around. Um, but then he went to San Francisco at a long off, at a layoff. He he got the three championships partially because of great management at that time, a young farm system, and everybody in their prime. But he managed. There have been plenty of teams who had a dearth of talent that couldn't pull the trigger and finish the job, and he did. I think he's the his management with the Giants kind of allowed that modern-day baseball dynasty. I know some people want to say that the Red Sox kind of did it, but remember, they always had, like, a different manager. Colin Farrell was the one. I, I, Farrell, Farrell? I don't know how to say his name. And then their newest guy. So it's not consistency there. They're just a, a great management organization. But he had a lot of longevity there. I find it very interesting, too, that he's retiring a year after Mike Sosha's retiring. Yeah. Um, just on the whole basis of, like, some of these managers don't want to be lifers anymore. And even if he was managing from, I think he's probably got a total of 15 to 20 years managing um, going out. So it's a long time. But uh, it kind of shows that it's allowing different kind of bench coaches to come in. Other guys got opportunities. But look, he took two different teams to the World Series. Not a lot of guys could say that. And he's got the biggest head you've ever seen. So it works. It kind of looks like he looks like an inflamed meat. If you ever told me what a tornado looks like from an outside perspective, it's Bruce Bochy's head. Uh, but I, 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 yeah, I that's what I was going to say. John Farrell was the man. Yeah. John Farrell. I, I think Colin Farrell because I'm true detective and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, he managed well. He knew how to work his talent. Speaking as somebody whose organization bought a lot of their ta- talent, just because he got the goods doesn't mean the goods are being used properly. Um, he did well. I well, think he'll get into whatever establishment he needs. One of the the great things about his um, his management, like you said, you said with the Red Sox, he had three separate different managers winning their World Series titles, but with Bruce Bochy over that that five six season span of the Giants in that championship window he did it with uh essentially the same core but different peripheral pieces to kind of get that all together like remember like Serge remember in the beginning he had like uh, was it Brian Wilson as a yep. closer and then you know his last championship he had Sergio Romo so Brian Wilson, uh, 50% beard, 50% man. Right. Um, but he had Buster Posey the he, whole time. I mean, he had, yeah, but you obviously will have your anchor players. The Cardinals had Yandy, the the Yankees had Posada, the, the Giants had had, um, had Buster Posey, Florida State, go Knowles. Um, mm-hmm. And, but at the same time, he still had to, met, like, his ace in the beginnings was like, um, uh, was it Matt Cain and and uh, and, mm-hmm. and and Tim Lincecum, and then by the end of it, he has Madison Bumgarner, and Lincecum is like a, is a reliever. I mean, he's had to manage these guys in different ways and with different pieces. Yeah, he didn't have Hunter Pence. Pat Burrell was in that 2010 squad. No ever, way. Really? Players we remember to forget Pat Burrell, um, <laughs> former Philly, and he won his World Series with the Giants. He had Edgar Renteria was the World Series MVP yeah, of that 2010 yeah. squad. Um, uh, so 97 hero and you know he comes up with that so Bruce Bochy has managed like a super veteran team on that 2010 squad that was just a bunch of guys who who uh, had some young players and a bunch of guys who you know their one and only shot at a championship and then by 2014 he's got Madison Bumgarner and uh, obviously with the the one of the most heroic game seven 
pitching performances ever uh, at the end of that game. So, but at the same time, like he had to manage all those pieces and um, uh, got the most out of Pablo Sandoval mm-hmm. uh, until he went to Boston. Uh, it, it just great career. Um, and I think it's Hall of Fame worthy. Uh, that's I mean, uh, over the course of 20 plus seasons, he's uh, you've uh, four, um, four, four league championships, four pennants, and three World Series titles out of it. He's batting 750, right? To use a baseball term, he's right? Batting 750, and when it comes to World most Series. likely, if you look at, um, yeah, the Giants roster is hell. Yes, it is. Uh, no, that championship window is completely shut. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got to start building a new one. That, uh, if you probably look at other managers in the Hall of Fame right now, he's up there. I agree. He's up there with at least three. You know, three is three should be, uh, three should be the the threshold if you're a manager. Uh, three or two, uh, but if you have two, it's got to be like really good two, like right. uh, like the big red machine type of two. And if it's three, I mean, three, if you kind of like, um, if it's three, I think spread out, that's one thing, but he did it in five seasons. That's, that was a... Yeah, kind of like the Chicago Blackhawks version, you know, hockey version of that, but... But well-deserved retirement, who knows? Well, it's not an even year this year, so maybe he can buck the trend. (laughs) Get one last one before he rides off into the Arizona sunset. Well, the San Francisco sunset, which I hear are beautiful. And expensive. <laughs> oh, boy. So, Bruce Bochy. Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here, dude? Uh, well. You want to uh, do the NBA All-Star game? I mean, no, because we're, we're going to talk a lot MLB about stuff. Uh, no, we have some MLB stuff, but do you have any Fulmer Cup update? Yes, I do. If you give me a moment. Uh, we've had quite a bit of action this week. So oh, while you look that up, I'll I'll explain it for our, our viewing audience here. So the Fulmer Cup is uh, Reddit College Football's annual tournament or competition or what have you, or just uh, straight up just making fun of other people's teams, uh, collecting and recording the uh, naughty things. Their players do over the off season. Is it players? Is it can it be coaches too? Yes, it can. Oh, okay. So base uh, coaches, ads, all that stuff. Any, Anyone involved with a team can, officially in college football. Correct. Although there are a few, for example, it can only be Division One. So that's FBS and FCS. We don't uh, cover. Oh, and standard disclaimer: this is not the official podcast of the Fulmer Cup. This is just us discussing and giving a little update. But this is not officially sanctioned by the Fulmer Cup. That's the disclosure that the moderators want me to give. So, what the heck? I'll give it every week. Uh, continue while I find... Anyway, so we we look at their, their naughty things, all the things they get arrested for, and they only get points for the arrest. We don't need any sort of conviction or whatsoever in their, in their case. Uh, so far, was it uh, some guys out of the University of New Hampshire We've were had the ones that kind of got in trouble for that, and that's the lead for now? Right. It seems well, like no points have been officially but awarded it, yet. Uh, unofficially, they would be in the lead. If no, it would actually be the University of Nebraska. Oh, oh, for that. 
the the the, the frat boys or whatever. Or Not just that, but they've had a few more since then. Oh, good. Ah, uh, good. Uh, and the, the former UCF coach has a lot of stuff to, <laughs> to handle, right? He's going for another championship. Um, <laughs> An actual championship because Nebraska hasn't been relevant since. Um, 90s. Uh, yeah, Maybe NCAA early, college football no, 2K3. Early, early 2000s, <laughs> where they had uh, ouch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. NCAA college football 2K3. Right. Although, I must say, UCF had an actual championship in 2017. NCAA says so. Yes, I, I know. I have to yes. bring that up. Yes. You know, you yes. know, I have okay. to. All right, go keep going. <laughs> okay, so I'll give you the numbers eventually when we start awarding points. But since we last met, we have had one, two, possibly three incidents uh, involving four players. Uh, the first is two Huskers, so Nebraska, were cited and were cited for using a stolen credit card information to buy pizza. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're gonna steal someone's credit card, you might as well do it for that. Oh, wait, wait, what kind of pizza? Uh, that's true. From where? That, that's... What's on it? If there's pineapple on it, they should get thrown in jail. <laughs> I believe that's confidential info as of now. Uh, but if we if we do discover something, okay. then I will I will let. Yeah, we gotta have know. to. Yeah, is it a chain or is it a local establishment? You know, because like, if it's Papa John's, all right, you know, why not? Next up is a tight end from University of Minnesota who was arrested after allegedly punching a police officer. Always a good move. Um, and that actually happened prior to our last episode. So that would have counted, but that wasn't pulled up in the arrest records until this past week. I like how the... You just said that's the lamest use of a stolen credit card I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, if you get the credit card info, you got to go big or go home. Well, although... If you get a small purchase like that, then I mean, it might slip, slip under the radar. Yeah, you might. If you're gonna get pizza, I might as well get like four boxes, four four plus boxes of pizza, exactly. just so you can have stuff left over for the week. Right. But if you're getting like, okay, let's just, <laughs> or like, we just got this guy's credit card. Where do we get a, a medium pizza guy? Yeah, let's get a medium. Who knows? Maybe there was. The, it was one guy or, or two. Two guys. Okay. Uh, so that's actually teamwork bonus as well, <laughs> because those are. That those are awarded points as if two or more players work in concert for an offense, then they get a one point teamwork bonus. Um, next up, this is in debate right now because he is technically not a member. How poor are you to have to steal credit cards for the Hungry Howie's five dollar deals? <laughs> Um, and last up, this happened two days ago, uh, so over the weekend. This one is in contention, though. They even have Hungry Howies in Nebraska. I'm about to I go down that route. Look rat. that up. Look that up. <laughs> um, I know they have it in Orlando. Orlando. They have it in West Palm Beach. I haven't seen it around in Miami. Mm. I, I've yeah, got one five minutes for me. a few Hungry Howies up there. They were... The go-to snack for when I was in middle school plays. They had it at Florida State. I don't know that mm. in Tallahassee. It's it's surprisingly good for the price. It's really, if if you live anywhere near Hungry Howie's, I'd give it a shot. 
Um, but anyway, defensive back from New, New Mexico, Mexico State. State. I wore it from a non-sponsor. It's Hungry Howie. <laughs> Okay, hey, I'm, I'm up for that, that one. <laughs> okay, keep going. Um, this, this one is, once again, up for debate because he's a senior. He's no longer on the team, but there is a kind of a bridge clause, which I will quote for you here if my phone will work. There's a rule. Seniors who have completed their final football season in good standing and who have, one, not declared for the draft, and two, are still enrolled for the spring term, may qualify until they leave school. Here's the thing. He's no longer on the football team because he exhausted his eligibility. But he was in town. He was in the city where New Mexico State is. That's the school he went to. But we cannot confirm whether he's still an active student. So his status as a student will determine whether he gets points or not. But what he did was an aggravated assault against a family member with a deadly weapon and false imprisonment. Dear Lord. Dear Lord, Lord indeed. Las Cruces. That's the city. Las Cruces, New Mexico. Okay. okay. Oh, and uh, by the way, there is no Hungry Howies in Nebraska. Bummer. Yeah. They're, They're missing out. out. So anyways, that is our Fulmer Cup update for the week. Uh, brought to you by maybe Hungry Howies. <laughs> but if hey, they could sponsor us for five dollars, hey, we, we can have pizza here on air if we want. If they wanted it, they'll be our, our running non-sponsor. They would be our sponsor. We'll we'll shout them out as many times as we can during the show. And if anyone wants to check out the full. Uh, bevy of Fulmer Cup info, scores, and whatnot, go ahead and go to reddit.com slash r slash the Fulmer Cup, and you will find all of the juicy details about the Fulmer Cup there. Right. I have RCFB up on the screen for anybody who wants to know where it is actually coming from. Yes, uh, RCFB, which is the quote-unquote official, or it's the main subreddit for college football, this this thing was started, the Fulmer Cup was started in 2006 by someone over at Saturday Down South, which is a blog, I believe it's dedicated to the SEC. Uh, but then in 2014, it was taken over by RCFB, and it has been in their control ever since. Okay. So main, main subreddit is RCFB. The subreddit to that is R, the Fulmer Cup. Go ahead and check it out. I think you'll find it very interesting. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, this is probably the most excited I've ever been for college football in a long time uh, since uh, since Florida State won in 2013. Okay, uh, all right. You have not much to cheer about right now. There's actually, I, there's, it's not a new segment that I've made a graphic for yet, but it's it's kind of like a rabbit hole that I want to go down. Charles, when we covered wrestling. Uh, yes. You informed us about JBL. Now we learned about this wrestler. This is another. I want to teach us about a wrestler. I want to learn about a wrestler. I want to go down the rabbit hole right now. Let's go. <laughs> Someone just got excited. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, W. Oh, I got 2K18 up right now. <laughs> just name a guy." We're gonna do consensus here. Okay. Do you want old school or new school? Let's go old school. Attitude era. Yeah. Let, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go out to there. Do you want tag team or do you want singles? 
We've done singles eventually. We're, we're going tag team. All right. So, so <laughs> it was even on ESPN because, full disclaimer, for those who are fans of wrestling, Vince McMahon is King Petty. Super <laughs> Petty. Mr. Megalomaniac Petty. So, let me tell you why the dude is Team Petty and how it's ironic. They have something called the WWE Hall of Fame. It really doesn't matter because basically once you're signed on, anybody can come in there. I wouldn't be surprised if Joint the Clown is going to come in at some point because <laughs> there's not that much talent. Last year's headliner was Goldberg, who had a more better WCW run, but didn't have really that great of a singles run in WWE. He feuded with Triple H a little bit. The storyline that they had was Triple H was like, I'm going to put a bounty of $100,000. And you know what? I was 13 years old. I was about as cool. But today's story, boys and girls, is that Vince McMahon has announced that the headliner for the WWE Hall of Fame class is Degeneration X. Oh, yeah. It's Michaels. It's Triple H. They're bringing in China. Got comments on that. Bringing in Xbox. Definitely got comment on that. And then the New Age Outlaws. Six times tag team champions of the badass Billy Gunn and the road dog Jesse James. Let me tell you why this is both a slap in the face and a great thing, partially for the New Age Outlaws, and I'll touch upon the other stuff. First off, the New Age Outlaws were kind of that transition tag teamer. They were great talkers. Uh, they, they didn't really have a lot of tag team moves, but they kind of jived. They had a lot of energy. So how the tag team started is that the road dog, Jesse James, was kind of doing his own thing. Billy Gunn had a kayfabe brother called Bart Gunn, and they had a tag team called the Smoking Guns. And so what happens in wrestling is when a team's not working out or a single career is not working out, sometimes if you bring a team together, a new one, magic happens. It's like the so, Mighty Ducks. From the Mighty Ducks. So what happens <laughs> is the road dog goes to Billy Gunn and says, hey, you need to join my team with his brother right in his face. And everybody's like, oh, Billy, what are you going to do? So Billy, kayfabe, knocks out his fake brother. Kayfabe, for those who need wrestling terminology, means fakeness. Um, knocks out his brother. Bart Gunn, he goes, if that doesn't tell you what it is, I don't know what to tell you. So then they had, like, great nicknames. So they had uh, six titles between them. The one most recently from was, like, 2011 against the Usos. Uh, they, they were a good tag team, you know, good tag team. But I always remember the WrestleMania match against Chainsaw Charlie, a.k.a. Terry Funk, a hardcore brawl and wrestling legend, and then Mick Foley, Mankind, Cactus Jack, whatever you call him. To the point where I think Billy Gunn pile-drived Mick Foley in a dumpster. Uh, it, it, it was crazy. So those two are kind of headlining um, or are going to be part of the, the WrestleMania, prior WrestleMania WWE Hall of Fame. So we're going to talk a little bit why it's kind of Team Petty. Two of those guys, they're all part of like the clique, part of it, with okay. including HBK and... Um, Razor Ramon and Scott Hall. So, you know, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, who is also Diesel. So, as we, and we have the screen up here. The blonde guy above Triple H is Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn is signed up as a producer for All Elite Wrestling, the new wrestling thing that's funded by Tony Khan, who is Shair Khan's kid for the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, so wow. So, there's kind of pandemonium oh, wow. going on that people are like, wait a second, Vince, you're going to, you're gonna induct this guy, so it's it's so beautiful because AEW All Elite Wrestling has a pay per view independent that's coming up in May. WrestleMania happens in April, so imagine getting a producer there for their Hall of Fame inductee. If he doesn't show, he looks terrible. If he does show up, it's kind of like Vince saying, "Hey, I got a hook in you." So the other guys, right? Let's talk about this. Triple H uh, is 
the CFO or like the COO. He is married to Stephanie McMahon. He's Vince McMahon's son-in-law. Who do you think is pulling some strings? Triple H. The road dog Jesse James is now not just a producer, but one of the lead cast for SmackDown, the shows. So friends help friends, right? HBK, one of the top five best wrestlers, in my opinion, Shawn Michaels, is at the Performance Center going on. Um, so they all have some control there. So it's like Vince McMahon's doing Team Petty because not only is he bringing H's friends, but he's also kind of stabbing the other people uh, from the other side as competition by putting their own dude who's going to help him kind of usher in the new generation as like, hey, this is your moment to shine because we didn't love you then, but we love you now. So the New Age Outlaws, they had a tag team run for about four or five years. And what happened was they had a brand split they had the road dog go one side. Billy Gunn got like a minor push, but it kind of died. Uh, he was now going from the badass Billy Gunn to becoming the one Billy Gunn. And I think what happened was they tried to kind of put him against some main event guys like The Rock, and The Rock just destroyed him in like a promo, and then his push was dead. And then Billy Gunn's other thing was he was with Chuck Palumbo as a tag team and they're with, uh, with Rico as their manager. And the whole storyline was like they were metrosexual guys, who were supposedly acting as a gay couple. I can't make this up. I really can't. Who were acting as a gay couple just for the publicity stuff. And then Billy Gunn was released. He came back eventually. Road Dog, he had like a hardcore championship. He teamed up with Vex, Pac, whatever. Um, the other little team petty drama that comes in is that China, who really should get her own individual uh, inductee, is not really ever going to happen because, as you guys she, know. She passed away, right, a few years ago? Yes, drug use. And even right. more to that is that post-WWE career, she tried some reality TV, it didn't work, and then she became a porn star actress. So, you know, this is a PG era now. There's all the stuff again. I don't think they were ever going to do an individual thing. So for her, it's kind of like, hey, we're giving you the respect that you need, but we're going to slap your face. Furthermore, she used to be with Triple H until Triple H left her for Stephanie McMahon. That is real world, ladies and gentlemen. That is real world. It, it, it's like it writes itself. But... If you want to see some good classics from the New Age Outlaws, Road Dog and Billy Gunn, watch their match at WrestleMania against um, Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie. Someone gets piled drive through a dumpster. It's fantastic. And of course, you know, the kids today have the dab. For us back in the day, we had <laughs> the, the dab. Suck it. That's <laughs> I, the, I don't know if it's the dab. I think it's more like the floss dance right now. It's, it's the floss. Awesome. Yeah. What it's called. But we we had two. We don't play Fortnite. So, but if you guys ever want to see why sometimes a guy who can't work well in the ring can still make it in WWE, Road Dog Jesse James could cut a promo like a champion, <laughs> like a champion. He would always start says, "Ladies and gentlemen, boys around the world, interesting, blah blah blah." The New Age Outlaws, and he just goes to the intros, and you felt it. So that's my uh, whew, I need I need like water. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I felt like uh, dude, Rick Flair just came in for a second. <laughs> You know, it was Gorilla Monsoon who possessed me from the spirits of hell or heaven. I'm looking at this video right now. This just classic old video of these guys in like like camouflage, whatever. Uh, and this is clearly somewhere in Central Florida, <laughs> from what it looks like. All right, so I can explain that. So there used to be the Monday Night Wars, WCW, WWF before they came WWE. DX invaded WCW Nitro. They were literally outside the arena that they were at um, to say, like, they're announcing their intention to destroy him. It was beautiful. It was great. Oh, no, it's because, in Norfolk, Virginia, but okay. 
Okay, so it was whatever uh, event was going on for them at Norfolk. Like, this is actually happening? This is real? Yeah, that was real. This is probably time. home of the Norfolk Admirals of the AHL, but go ahead. <laughs> and that's at the WD- WCW show. So let me explain to you the best way if I can. You have, like, uh, the NHL, right? Imagine the dudes from the AHL just showed up and just be like, hey, screw these guys. Come see our thing. <laughs> Okay, that's kind of like uh, like in the seventies, like you had the ABA and the NBA, mm-hmm. the W, the yeah. NHL, WHA, like just those two rival leagues. Okay. And ironically, WCW ended up getting bought out by WWF, so just like the ABA and NBA. And then WWF was subject to a lawsuit from the World Wildlife Federation. Yeah, they can't they can't beat the pandas. That is correct. So now they are the WWE. Oh boy. Okay, so we have. We have uh, we've, we've sufficiently went down this rabbit talk hole. Talk about a rabbit hole. Yeah. Man, this this is oh, no, Ch- Charles had the hole. He had the freaking shovel. He's going down that hole. This, this is Alice in Wonderland. It was on ESPN, so I had to address it. Right. Right. Uh, it was on SportsCenter. They don't even cover hockey. So, I mean, he, he wrestling, wrestling's fake, but we're still on the biggest sports broadcast throughout the country. So what's what these days? Up is down. Left is right. I don't know. Okay, speaking of ESPN and hockey, just one thing I wanted to do, one thing I wanted to show off. Uh, I, know, I know, but it's, it's short and it's sweet, and I, I know we're at the one-hour mark, and we usually do a thing at the one-hour mark. And I, but I, we'll I'm get gonna, there shortly. I, I just want to show off the number one play for SportsCenter Top 10 last night. Bark. Barky. Oh God! <laughs> there, there were Panthers fans, male and female, that just said, "Oh, I'm pregnant after this." <laughs> <laughs> the, thing, the, the crazy, crazy thing. I'm not, did, did you see, see this yet, Charles? Charles? Oh, he's, no, I have not. He is so about. I'm ready. I, do I need to cover myself or something? Uh, I'm maybe. Wear some armor so oh, okay. I don't get, make a baby. This, this, this is NHL 06 EA Sports type stuff. Uh, I, I, I hope, hope that BU is still with us so, so I can get, get his The beautiful thing was it was against the Montreal Canadiens. That's one. Two was against Carey Price. Mm-hmm. Three, he had a defender all over him. Uh, uh, like, uh, and I guess, I think four, it capped off a hat trick, I think. So it, it was just everything that could go well went well on this one. So... Uh, here he is. Uh, we got the, the Canadians bringing the puck up the ice, and then we have a steal. Keith Yandel uh, poked it off to Barkov. Barkov has a defender over his uh, hounding him, and he scores the goal on Carey Price. Now, at full speed, it's hard to see how he did that, but once you get the slowdown here, so we see Barkov, he's such a humble guy. I mean, look at that. He's just got a smile on his face. He does not, like, okay, that's the kind of thing Don Cherry probably likes, but look at this. He goes up the ice, and... He, it looks like he's going to go to the backhand on Carey Price. However, um, as, as we see here, so here he is coming up on Price. He's got a defender behind him. It looks like he's going to go for his backhand. And Carey Price is the best, uh, one of the best goaltenders in the NHL, and he has been for quite a while, and especially when he's healthy. Right. He's, he's had, had a, a bit, bit of a renaissance, renaissance because he's, he's actually healthy. healthy. He, essentially, the, he, wherever the Canadians, they, where he goes, the Canadians go. They have no shot at anything whatsoever without Carey Price. Uh, but regardless, so he looks like he's going to his backhand. Then he, between his legs, behind him, flips the puck over Carey Price's shoulder, and it goes in. 
I, I can't, I don't know how he does it. And he's practiced this play before. He's actually tried to do this, he said like 17 times beforehand. And I think it's, it's, he probably counts how many times he does it. He tried to attempt it, I think last season, and it didn't work, uh, but he, he got it off this time. If you can make that shot, it's, you, you go, go down, down in history. history. Like guys make the, like in a shootout, you can make that shot because uh, you might get the goaltender down and and you're not going at full speed and you have no, no defender hounding you. Here he has a defender on him. He's going full speed. He's facing off a carry frickin' price and he beats him. And the Panthers won 6-3 and made all those Canadians locusts, as I call them, go home. <laughs> because they are locusts when they come to, to, to South Florida. As Francisco has told me many times... Canadians fans, they they swarm to use the. Would you say locusts? Yeah, they're like locusts. They they swarm. It's a good fucking a good looking goal. Not really much else to add. Says BU. I mean, it's a. T- I mean, I think Vincent Lecavier did it. Back when he some was some lightning. yeah some Lightning fans said oh Lecavier did it first and and some somebody replied I didn't know he was playing this season. <laughs> oh and um. Oh, goodness, I forget his name. Against Montreal, which is always good, of course. She, I think the Canadians should uh, abandon one of their Stanley Cups because of that. <laughs> uh, they can abandon the 93 one so their Stanley Cup crowd is just a touch bit longer. Um, I, there was a... Back in the first year of the, the shootout, so right after the NHL lockout, there was this defenseman from the New York Rangers who did it against the Washington Capitals, which is absolutely beautiful. It was probably the cleanest I've seen it in general. Not to say that Barkov's wasn't clean, but, you know, tipped off the goalie a little bit. But still, I I can't remember the last time I've seen something like this done in-game, not on a breakaway. I can't even... The dude was all over him. The defender was all over Barkov, and he still made the play. That's incredible. All right. So, yeah, that's the play. All right. Uh, let's go, guys. Halfway through now. It's a word from our non-sponsors. All right, gentlemen. We have uh, things, products, people, places that we like, and we like to promote them every week. So who wants to start off this week? Me. Pick me. Pick me. Go. Uh, I actually have one already. It is... Four Rivers Smokehouse, best freaking barbecue I have ever had. Founded in 2005 up in Winter Park, Florida, which is a suburb just to the north of Orlando. Started as a way to raise money for a girl who had cancer. Everyone told him, dude, your barbecue is amazing. You need to turn this into a business. So the dude quits his job as an executive at a company or something like that, you can probably look it up online, makes the best freaking barbecue ever. The closest location to us here in South Florida is in Coral Springs. Went up there today for some delicious brisket, brisket sandwich with a with Of course it's in Coral Springs because Coral Springs is one of the best municipalities in the country. Uh, actually, one of the best run municipalities for, for my... Uh, public administration buddies out there <laughs> but still i mean obviously they, that's why they have one of these restaurants i missed when i moved down to miami in 2014 
there were a lot of things I missed about Orlando. That was one of them. The deliciousness that is Four Rivers. They had a location right next to UCF back when I attended there. And I would go there all the time. It is absolutely amazing. The brisket is to die for. Their sides are amazing. I had macaroni and cheese and bread pudding. Bread pudding is my dessert. And I swear to all things that are holy, that is the best barbecue I've ever had. I strongly recommend you try it. It is all over the state of Florida. It goes actually all the way up into Atlanta now. They've they've gone into you're looking it up on the web, aren't you? I'm actually going to Atlanta this week. <laughs> try try it. I swear you will not regret it. Uh, this is the first time I've been so engrossed in a product in a while on this show. I feel the same vibe that Charles does when he does his. So I'm sorry I'm stealing a bit of your thunder there, Charles. But Four Freaking Rivers Freaking Smokehouse. That is the bomb. That is great barbecue. You will love it. Sponsor code. Nuff said. <laughs> it's, it's just that good. That's the sponsor code. It's just that good. Oh boy. Okay, so I guess I'll go second and we'll leave the best for last <laughs> for Charles. But okay, guys. Um, so over the weekend, uh, I decided to go for a walk with one of my friends and we decided to walk down Miami Beach. Uh, and and my, my sponsor is Miami Beach, the city of Miami Beach, because of the fact that they've extended their boardwalk in, on the north side of the beach, North Beach, and it's going further south. And um, the extension is beautiful. It's fantastic. Uh, you can go down. It's 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 wide. Uh, it's nicely paved. Uh, it's you get a nice view of the beach. Uh, you can see. Uh, we went down and we started around. We walked started our walk around four thirty, and we walked about four or five miles to Chicken Kitchen. Uh, I've already non-sponsored Chicken Kitchen before. Uh, well, actually, an anti-non-sponsor them because their their Doral location uh, messed up my Postmates order. Uh, but their Miami Beach location is pretty pretty good, man. Those guys those guys do a great job. I mean, uh, but we walked down Miami Beach, um, and that boardwalk is it's it's so it, it's you can take for granted these little things your municipalities do. I mean, I already kind of shout out Coral Springs before, but. Uh, your local governments do a lot of great things for your community, just creating space. Uh, and Miami Beach did that by extending their boardwalk on North Beach. Uh, North Beach is different from South Beach. South Beach is all that glitz and glamour or whatever if you guys want. And wherever LeBron took his talents. Yeah, exactly. But it's a touristy place. It's kind of like a really busy place. Uh, anybody who lives down here doesn't visit that area because, you know, it's for tourists and you, you go there maybe every once in a while if somebody wants to hang out there. But uh, North Beach is for people like me. People want to chill. People want to just walk down the beach, grab a froyo, and just and just enjoy yourself. Um, and President's Day weekend, people were just really enjoying themselves. Uh, rollerblading, bicycling, walking their dogs, and we walked about eight miles that entire day. Uh, but you got to see, you get to see everything. You get to see the Miami River. Uh, the Miami Boat Show was happening this weekend, 
So there was a lot of yachts that you could um, walk around and look at. And there's still a segment of the maybe around 10 blocks that have not been um, connected yet, and but they're working on it. So once that's connected, I might actually just go out and when it's all said and done and it's finished, see if I can challenge myself to see how far I can get from the north side all the way down, maybe all the way down to South Beach, and people will uh, carry my lifeless body at the end of it. Um, uh, at the end and and use me for a dead mouse concert or something. I have no idea. Uh, so, uh, City of Miami Beach, great job on the boardwalk. Uh, promo code um, lifeless body. Okay. And Charles. Well, you know, I originally had one thing planned in mind, but taking a trip down memory lane from the Attitude Era, I think about my time when I was a youngin living in Polk County, Florida, mm. and when you wanted a certain kind of pizza, you didn't want Domino's. You don't want Papa John's and that cardboard taste. No Hungry stuff. Howie's? Well, our my non-sponsor sponsor is Hungry Howie's. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. We talked about it. I mean, guys, it's so good you're willing to steal someone's credit card information for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's tax season. You're on a budget. You really gotta I gotta use my money on like bills and loans and whatnot, but I can save myself five to ten dollars and get myself a nice little, you know, pizza, my own personal size, as big as possible. I get the Howie wings, which mm. maybe a little bit too tiny, but they're tasty enough. They got some boneless wings that are nice. It's one of those eccentric pizza on the go kind of places. They have a lot of dessert there. They have like a pizza cookie. Hold on. I'm about well, it. I gotta I gotta look for that. They got actual rewards here. Sheesh. There's a Howie track. Uh, hold on, I gotta look at that menu. We're we're gonna look at the menu right now. Let's go down this rabbit hole. Uh, okay, so they're the original flavored crust, folks. Oh, they got butter crust, Asiago cheese, Cajun. Uh, wow, uh, butter cheese, sesame, garlic, herb, ranch, and onion. Well, I'm not having the onion one, but wow. Okay, that so that's their back to the full menu. Yeah, guys, I mean, think about it this way. It may not be in Nebraska, but if enough Floridians leave the sun and complain about it, Nebraska will have it. You know, it, when you need pizza on the budget, and if you're going to settle for average, settle for the king of averages. Get yourself some Hungry Howie's. Promo code, code worth committing theft for. Mm-hmm. All like righty. All right, so that's enough of our, our like, talk. Look at that Howie cookie. Oh, yeah. No, that is already... Um, I can imagine the gooiness of the chocolate chips on that thing. Oh, gosh, I am getting diabetes just looking at it. Well, like I said earlier, um, back when I was in middle school, uh, I was I did some plays with a local theater group, I guess, and we practically lived on that stuff during the the pre-show and intermissions. Really, really good stuff. I can absolutely I second. Uh, Charles motion for Hungry Howie's. Okay, guys. That's the end of our, our non-sponsors for, for tonight. Uh, let's see. Uh, a quick look around sports right now. Uh, there's the NBA's on a three-day layoff after the All-Star game, which we will get to after this. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are beating the Columbus Blue Jackets 2 nothing because that's what the Lightning do. They just are mowing everyone down. They have 92 points, and they'll probably have 94 by the end of tonight, 
the Flames have already defeated the Coyotes 5-2. And then we've got some games here. Uh, Ottawa, Chicago, Vegas, Colorado, Boston, San Jose. Go Sharks. Uh, L.A. and Washington. Uh, even though the Panthers will not catch the Bruins in any way whatsoever. <laughs> uh, let's see. And college basketball. It's uh, Virginia and Virginia Tech. That's a nice rivalry matchup. Mm -hmm. Number three versus number 20. That's a good game. 39-36 right now out in, um, gosh darn it, where do the Hokies play? Uh, Blacksburg. Blacksburg, okay. All right, I knew someplace. So wherever Michael Vick feeds his dogs, I know. Oh, God. Uh, I think that was in Atlanta, actually, or nearby. I thought it was in Virginia. Oh, was it? I think, okay, we're going down this rabbit hole. All right. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I beat them down the Michael Vick's dog-beating rabbit hole. Well, while you're doing that, I just want to do a quick uh, college hockey update, Thank sponsored and uh, funded by Mr. BU. Uh, to start off, the the bean pot has finished. The men's and women's bean pot rivalry. Yeah. Uh, we had a reverse bean pot this year, actually. Uh, the standings for the men's bean pot were. It, it was in Virginia, BT Dubs. Uh, okay. and well, I appreciate uh, yeah. that. Thank you. Well. I'm not happy that it happened, but I appreciate, I appreciate the, the correction. correction. <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right, so the men's tournament, and if I make any mistakes, BU, hopefully you'll correct me. It was Northeastern, Boston College, Harvard, and Boston University. That was the men's. The exact flip happened in the women's bean pot. So BU won, second place was Harvard. Third place was BC, and fourth place was Northeastern. I, I'll defer to BU here, the last time that actually happened. Uh, let's see what else. Season's winding down. As I remembered from a discussion, we're nearing like the end of the month, beginning of next month, are going to be the conference championships. Uh, UMass swept Boston College made a stranglehold on the Hockey East Conference standings, and American International almost upset Arizona State on Saturday. I've got some of the highlights up on the screen here, um, but yeah, the um, what soon? So we're we're coming up towards the end of the NCAA college hockey season, regular so we'll, season. the regular season. So we'll soon be in um, in postseason tournament mode towards the frozen four correct which, and the frozen four is usually in april but where is it held this season um this season let's find that out because um that's one of the things i've actually wanted more of these like now that we have arizona state playing um well, it was college hockey a couple of years ago. yeah it, it's part of my my continuing crusade against don cherry uh, and anybody who's a hockey traditionalist in spreading the joys of hockey all over the South and all over the world, uh, the, the way we're going to get this this um, this sport is to become more broad, uh, open it up to more people. Uh, the NBA has done a fantastic job in their all-star festivities. When they announce player names, they would have the name of the player, and next to that would be the country they're from. So um, the NHL has got plenty of guys from – from Russia and Finland and Sweden, of course, the USA. Uh, so it's not just a bunch of Canadian guys uh, beating each other up, uh, even though that's always fun to see. 
it's it's uh, it's more than just that. So uh, seeing the Frozen Four when it was held in Tampa, that was a great great move for the sport. Um, it'd be great to see it being held in Arizona, uh, being held in in Dallas. We we're gonna get that Winter Classic, obviously. So I'm really happy. Um, I'm hoping Arizona State does great in the tournament because um, it would it would really stick a craw in, in, in the, the traditional places. Absolutely. I'm sure like uh, there's, a, there's a guy up sitting up in, in, in Minneapolis with the Golden Gophers uh, jersey and it's just steaming if that would ever happen. Um, it's like, the, we have the same colors as those teams. <laughs> um, so, and to answer your question from earlier, although... Uh, BU mm-hmm. answered it for me. The men's Frozen Four is going to be held in Buffalo. So the Sabres Arena. Right. So actual some success is going to be coming to Buffalo this year. <laughs> well, the Sabres are still having... Uh, that's another tangent for the NHL, but uh, we'll get to that soon. So the Key Bank Center. And then the women's is going to be played in Hamden, Connecticut, home of Quinnipiac. Okay. So the women hold the women hold their tournament in a smaller venue uh, than so not an AHL venue or anything like that. Okay, it's, it's not, not even I think in a, in a it's a college. Venue. So it's, it's a college. College's venue. Okay, so all right. Um, Let's see, see what else BU has to say, and then we'll move on. Uh, Beanpot was the first win for the BU women, or it was the first in their varsity program history, and their first since 1981. Mm-hmm. Only second in program history. ASU is essentially locked to make the tournament at this point. Assuming something doesn't go completely sideways in their regular season finale at Minnesota this weekend. Okay. So we'll have to keep an eye on that to see if things go completely sideways. All right. Uh, speaking of, uh, we'll get off onto the NHL tangent. We'll finish off with the NBA. Uh, so, uh, one more thing about uh, freaking old men yelling at clouds. I, I, I want to get all this out of there, out of my, my, my system, because um, Don Cherry really pissed me off. Uh, but it was another thing was Brian Burke. Okay. So, Brian Burke, um, he was the GM of the Anaheim Ducks when they won the Stanley Cup in 2007. Great, fantastic job. Uh, he is... One of the reasons, one of the biggest reasons why the Ducks changed their color scheme and changed from and dropped the mighty out of their name. Um, he uh, had commented that he wanted the Ducks, the, the whole Ducks name to be thrown out and to call them the Anaheim Patriots or something stupid like that or the Anaheim Minutemen. Now, it's because uh, he said, oh, because. Anaheim's near a bunch of military bases and blah, 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 blah. But nobody knows that about Anaheim. All people know about Anaheim is that it's next. It's where Disneyland is. Okay, so the Ducks are parts of that heritage. Uh, the Mighty Ducks is now a beloved name. People love it. They actually brought, um, a few nights ago, the Ducks honored the actual cast of the original Mighty Ducks film. Uh, they invited them over to to, to play. I didn't think I, I don't think Emilio Estevez was there though, which is unfortunate. Um, and uh, the, the actor who played Goldberg wasn't there, but that's a whole different. Story. Well, that's because he's. Um, we could go down that rabbit hole nah, too, we'll but uh, but uh, it's just another part of these old guys trying to take the fun out of hockey. Uh, the Ducks now realize that. Their hawk, their duck mask logo is their best look ever. Absolutely. Their eggplant and 
green and purple look was fantastic and people love it to this day uh their orange and black look people still don't a lot of people still think that the only team that should be orange are the philadelphia flyers and i tend to agree with them because i don't like the oilers in orange i don't like the ducks in orange the flyers are all right in orange uh well okay uh aside after that goldberg is now part of the methy (laughs) (laughs) the methy ducks Okay, thank you, Charles. That's a fantastic line, actually. I should tweet that. <laughs> um, That'll get people's attention on Twitter. Uh, the uh, another thing is. Oh yeah, the, another thing is uh, the mighty. Well, I was gonna say the mighty ducks, but whatever. The ducks fired uh, Randy Carlisle, their head coach. Uh, there's this, this is the second time they fired him. Uh, the, he was their head coach when they did win the Stanley Cup back in 07. The Ducks have disappointed this season. A lot of teams have disappointed this season. The Los Angeles Kings, the, the Mighty Ducks. Um, uh, the, the St. Louis Blues have got on a hot run and are now back in a playoff spot. They're currently occupying third in the Western Conference. It's kind of something I want to talk about. Because it's the same issue that I have with the NBA. And the NHL is not much of an issue because most of the time this doesn't happen, but it's happening this season. So uh, I'm going to pull up the NHL standings real quick. So right now, we obviously know the Tampa Bay Lightning are the best team in the league by like a mile. Uh, And then you have uh, the other teams. The New York Islanders are surprising everybody with uh, by still sticking on top of the of the east of the the metropolitan division they actually announced that if the islanders make the playoffs their their the first round of their home games will be played at the nassau coliseum wow so that it's kind of a it's kind of a weird thing where the team is going to play their home games for the first round at their old arena because their current arena is home of the brooklyn nets and who wants to who wants to play there? Um, no, the Nets are actually doing somewhat well this season, but they're an Eastern Conference team, and you know how that is in the NBA, at least as far as um, spots six through eight. But the NHL standings, uh, so it's Tampa Bay. I think Toronto holds number two in the Atlantic. Three is Boston. Uh, uh, three is Boston. Uh in the metro, it's New York, followed by I think Washington, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, either Columbus. Columbus. Here we go, Columbus, and then finally the wild card is Pittsburgh and Montreal. So Montreal and Pittsburgh are tied with 69 points. Very nice. <laughs> and uh, behind them are the Carolina Hurricanes with 68 points. The Buffalo Sabers have fallen off by the wayside. They likely won't catch up uh, but there's it's still a massive improvement compared to all the horrible seasons they've had in the past um and then we have the western conference this is what kind of this kind of the point i want to make you have winnipeg nashville and st louis in the central calgary san jose and vegas out in pacific but they're wild card spots you have dallas at 63 points and minnesota at 60 points so we're gonna get Another situation where a very good team is going to miss the playoffs uh, in one conference, while another conference you'll have a team that probably doesn't deserve to be there going to get in. 
the Minnesota Wild are a pretty mediocre team. They're kind of they're they're I mean look at their they're minus twelve in goal differential right now. So it's a team that shouldn't by all accounts shouldn't make the playoffs at all. And yet they probably well them or either look at this the Vancouver Canucks the Colorado Avalanche the Arizona Coyotes and the Chicago Blackhawks are kind of still on it. I mean even the freaking Ducks could make the playoffs if they get on a somewhat of a run. It's kind of my issue with the playoff formatting allowing for this to happen. I kind of wish the commissioners could kind of um, like exercise some sort of like, I don't know, power, uh, kind of like what Adam Silver did for Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki and just be like, okay, uh, Minnesota, you guys kind of suck. And we don't want guys that kind of suck in the playoffs. So we're going to take you out. The Carolina Hurricanes will play in your spot. Because at that point, it doesn't matter. Uh, it'd be nice. Maybe the, you could have the Carolina Hurricanes winning the Western Conference and playing in the Stanley Cup Finals. Just something that allows for more deserving teams to play. Because it would suck seeing the Minnesota Wild just go in there and getting absolutely wrecked by the Calgary Flames or somebody. I, even though NHL playoffs are, there's a chance that they could, you know, put it all together or get or their goaltender could get hot and win. I, I just don't like it. Um, and it's my issue with the NBA, but the NBA is more, I wish it was one through 16. That's it. I don't know. I, I ranted, but I don't know guys, if you guys want to talk more about that and you have any thoughts or no. All right. I concur with the majority. The majority. Yes. Okay, good. Uh, finally, uh, we talked there. Okay. All right. Um, I guess it's time to go to the, uh, the number. The number. Okay. NBA All-Star Game just happened. Uh, the weekend, the three-point contest. The uh, final skills competition. The final All-Star Game for the beloved Dwayne Wade. Yes. Uh, and Dirk Nowitzki. And Dirk Nowitzki. He can barely walk, but he can still shoot threes, that's oh, for sure. no question. Uh, Those two dudes are 100%, not just Hall of Fame, first ballot. I can guarantee that, and I know nothing about basketball. So, um, so Charles, what, what did you think about the weekend? All right, so I'm going to kind of attack it systematically because for those who have not carried and followed through on my rants about All-Star games, mm-hmm. I don't like them. I don't like the baseball All-Star stuff. I don't like the home run special. I don't like the Pro Bowl. I barely like the NBA all-star stuff the reason why it's not because it's fun and it's cool i just feel like nothing matters the stakes aren't high and it's just there to kind of impede my viewing as a fan that being said out of all the ones i don't like i like the nba all-star the most i guess if that makes sense i like the dunk contest for what it's worth but it's not something i could sit down and watch from start to finish i have friends who do uh, the skills challenge kind of come from there. The three-point shots. It's weird because, like, I'll give an example. Stephen Curry goes all the way finals but loses to a guy who I'd never even heard of. It, it, it's that – I'm like, it, it's an all-star having an all-star in all facets of the challenge, not like dudes who've just been kind of voted in. Um, it always changes. And, of course, the all-star game itself just kind of leaves a bad taste in my palate. i rather have them actually play for something if they're not going to pay defense. So, for example – Whoever the winning side is, the NBA will donate, I don't know, $100,000 to each guy's individual charity. Put something real in there, man. Like, you know, instead we just have guys joshing around. The only thing that made this all-star game better was, as Andrew said, 
Dirk and Wade looking like they're having a good time actually playing their respective final games. Like the alley-oop that LeBron made away that he just slammed it down. And then Dirk actually kind of scoring points instead of right in the pine over in Dallas. Um, I mean, and it looks so bad. And I think people like this all-star game more because team LeBron came in with that last minute win as opposed to just being down by, I don't know, double digits and all sons poof. But if I'm seeing this, you know, just guys not playing defense, I really have, and I think we mentioned it before, like a round robin tournament of two on two. Like the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you got to give me something to work with, man, because I can understand us being guys who like the ESPN highlights, but I'll never understand the people who will sit down and watch the whole thing from start to finish. Look, I get that there's nothing going on. And it's probably better than watching what's ever on TV for a Sunday night, but it doesn't excite me. But out of all the all-star games, the NBA is, to me, still the most enjoyable. I did like the MLB when it was whoever wins gets home field advantage in the World Series. I know that was unpopular for people, but uh, I liked it because it gave the stakes. It raised it. Now, if I could have it my way, you know, Donate to their favorite charities. Hey, even if it's a thousand dollars or something, the NBA will funnel that because you got what? How many guys on the NBA All Star rosters? Like, I think it's twelve. It's not the fifteen right. for each side. So it's like, hey, okay, funnel some money out because if not, you just have this lackadaisical defense that comes in. And it surprised me that some guys like played really ugly. Like Kemba did not show up, and he's been showing up. So I don't know if it's like taking it seriously uh, or not. I mean. Uh... I I watched the game for the most part. I enjoyed it just for the yeah. just for the highlight reels type of stuff, uh, the alley oops, the lobs. Uh, Blake Griffin had some really good dunks. Uh, it's it's kind of like uh, just looking at like man, if if Blake Griffin could get some help out in Detroit, <laughs> we could see that all the time. You know, the the resurrection of Lob City, but. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I enjoyed the moment where Dirk is just uh, shooting threes. His first like first three shots were three pointers from like way beyond the arc. Uh, Dwayne Wade got a three on his first shot as well, and he's not a guy who typically shoots threes. Uh, Dwayne Wade and LeBron had a um, uh, a um, a flashback uh, alley oop that was great. Uh, back to that that great photo when uh, they were playing the Bucks, uh, and the I guess what uh, I just enjoyed the game itself for what it was. I I knew it wasn't going to be anything serious. Some of the guys were touting that they were hoping that they could score two hundred points, uh, which I. I'm like okay. I really thought they were going to based on their score. I think it was somebody had Team Giannis had like 98 points. 95. Yeah, something like that. At the the half, right? They might actually be able to do this. But yeah, eventually, I think when they came out of the locker room for the second half, they were just a lot of guys were just like, okay, we got, we got 30 minutes. We got uh, was it 24 more minutes of this? Ugh, okay. And they kind of just they they. Brought a little more defense towards the end of it because, like they always do, uh, and tried a little more just to win at the end. But uh, I enjoyed the game for the, what it was, uh, the festivities as well. Um, it, yeah, it's kind of a little disheartening when some of the big guys aren't, especially uh, like the dunk contest. Uh, from what was it, Ernie Johnson? Ernie Johnson had a suggestion that maybe the dunk contest shouldn't be the the highlight 
of the All-Star Saturday anymore. It should be the three-point contest because the three-point contest is probably the thing that... Um, uh, well, it's the thing that most matters now in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a lot... For me, it's a lot more fulfilling to see a guy land his shots from about 40,000 feet out. Right. It's like seeing a really long home run in the home run derby. Like the dunk contest, they've tried everything to resurrect the darn thing. Um, it kind of, it's kind of gone downhill I, I, since 2000 when Vince Carter just blew everyone out of the water. And, Although there was that good dunk this year where the guy jumped over Shaq. That was that wasn't bad. That wasn't half bad. But it, it's but the, that's the thing. The, the dunk contest has been re- relegated to something like that, where you need props, you need all this other stuff just to make it more interesting. Right. Because there's only I think people were saying on Twitter, there's only so many things the human body can do with a basketball in the air. Okay. Well, look who just commented. There's only so many dunks you can even do in the exactly. Be you. That's exactly right. I mean, eventually you've seen everything. Uh, either a guy like Jordan just sh- uh, jumping from the free throw line. I would like to... to see someone actually jump from behind the free throw line. Because if you look at the, I, I know right. I'm being a nitpicker here. Okay. But every time you do a close up on those, their foot is on the line. I would like to see someone truly, literally behind the line and do that that dunk. Someone should have judged Jake Cole's attempt to dunk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hey, but, for for a civilian, he did a pretty good job. Right, and I, I love Mr. Cole. He played some basketball back in the day. And, and his halftime show was a lot better than the Super Bowl. <laughs> I actually was. I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm not a music guy. Okay, so I don't. Uh, my opinion isn't as um, informed as others. But uh, when from a, a layman standpoint, for, with the ear test, okay, I thought. Orally was better than the the, the NFL's Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, I thought the people, the crowd was more into it. I think it matched more with the NBA setting than than the uh, Maroon Five thing, whatever. Yeah, they yeah, it wasn't Adam Levine's nipples. It wasn't um, the giant California tattoo. Yeah, exactly. I mean, J. Cole went in there with the the old school Charlotte Hornets jacket, and that was from Charlotte or North Carolina. Um, from what? Yeah, from what? Yeah, I think he. I think he. He's either from the area or from one of the Carolinas. Uh, but he's from and plus they didn't piss people okay. off. Right? Okay, so even then, it, it makes more sense mm-hmm. in that sense as well yeah. because he's from the area. Like Atlanta had this guy with a giant California tattoo on it, even though well, one of J, uh, Cole's li- lyrics had mentioned Los Angeles. I wish he had swapped it out for Charlotte, but whatever. There was one person. It was one half of. I think Charles, you mentioned this. It was one half of. Um, Goodness gracious, I forgot the name of that band or that group. You want to help me out here, Charles? Uh, well, I, I need a little bit more to work with. So the, what? the rap group that did that has Andre three thousand in it. Oh, uh, oh, Outkast. Outkast. Yeah, yeah. It, it's that was the only tie to Atlanta, as far as I could tell. Well, uh, they, okay, yeah. But but still, it, it, it was a better halftime show. Um, uh, the festivities themselves, I think what the great thing about the NBA All-Star Game is it really does show the, the, it really does showcase the personalities of the players because yes. the NBA knows more than anyone their players are 
their brand. It's it's more that than anything else. Uh, the teams don't have as much leverage and and I guess loyalty from fans as as other sports. Uh, there's just people who are fans of LeBron. I was walking down Miami Beach uh, and there was a guy with a Lakers jersey, and I'm pretty sure in 2014 it was a Heat jersey, and it might have been in 2016 a, a, a Cavs jersey, but with LeBron's name in the back. So. Um, uh, that's the difference between the NBA All-Star Game and, and all the other ones. And I think the NBA just has more, has a better feel for their for their brand than anything else. Some people were like questioning like, oh, what if Adam Silver uh, was the commissioner of the NFL? What if the NFL owners were trying to entice him? I'm like, dude, I don't think Adam Silver is going to go there because he's he's on a rising a, a rising brand right now with the NBA. Like, he's leading the charge for this. Mm. Okay, why would he go to a sport that he probably knows, like, in 10 years, I might even surpass this sport. And it'll be because of me. Mm. Uh, he, like, him on the back of what David Stern had done. Uh, so why would he go to the NFL who can't even freaking... Um, Adam Silver actually has a backbone. Exactly. So, um, uh, no, everyone knows NBA execs and up in the NH- <laughs> end up in the NHL office. Yeah, like uh, like Gary Bettman. Although I've stated before, I actually like Gary Bettman, uh, much to the chagrin of other people. I mean, I think I think I know your reason. That's because he brought uh, hockey he's, to South Florida. He's yeah, that, and he's one of the reasons that we're team. Our team is still here and not in. Oh, here's another thing, Hartford. You're not getting your team back, and now they're you, Quebec. Okay, so just I'm, stop it. I'm sad about that. It's, it's, those teams the, had really good history. The whale is blood. dead. Whales are extinct. We all know that. Their Japanese have hunted all of them. Okay, so. Oh my God. So you are not your the whaling industry in Hartford is dead. Okay, you guys can go to your coal mines or whatever the heck you have up there. That really stinks though, because the brass bonanza is awesome. Yeah, and I'm sure that BU agrees with me. I hope he does. Okay, but um, one point I wanted to bring up while we're on the topic of the All Star Game. Okay, there was a game I didn't really watch the whole thing, but there was a I guess a, the celebrity thing where there was a four point line. Right, right. What do you guys think about bringing a four-point line into regulation play? What, uh, any thoughts, Charles, while I collect mine? Uh, hey, you, you're, well, you, took you're... My, you took my thing, the eh. Uh, yeah, because here's the thing. You're really just – you can have adapted players – in the NBA. How we know this is because years ago, decades ago, centers, the big guys who are 6'10", 7 foot, could not shoot the three, now they can. I don't I don't really know if you're going to have some guys who are able to adapt to that coming out of college or professionally now to develop it. And really, I just rather leave it to the half the half court heaves coming down. You know, it's still something great. But I think what might happen is, one, you'll see a lot of resistance to coaches telling their guys to shoot it because it's not something that you practice so often. Well, I mean, the and, same resistance I, I have to imagine happened when they added the three-point line because everything before then it was just two points. Well, remember, the three-point line was a 
was a innovation of the American Basketball Association. Right. Uh, the NBA actually didn't have it until they merged, mm-hmm. uh, which was, but it's, and and the NBA, I guess, uh, franchises didn't really take advantage of it until re- basically recently. That's been the trend recently. Right. It, it, before it was just guys who, once in a while, could or specialists, um, or could throw a three pointer every now and then. But now it's just you have to have three pointers on your team, um, three point shooters. Uh, you can't have a giant big man anymore. But. Or if you do, they have to it be would, like... They have to be like if no, there was a four-point line, it would effectively kill the inside game. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. I mean, what's the point I mean, of doing unless, that? I, because the thing is, we like flashy offense. Because here's the thing. People might complain about the Warriors and their style of ball, but so many teams have emulated it and they pulled it off well. Houston, uh, anything that's a LeBron-based thing, where it's like going on the inside and shooting the outside. Some guys just chuck up threes as it is. Not every team can do it. And my, my my concern is I don't think the coaches, young and old, would want to implement it. And there's not a lot of plays you can build off to it anyway because it would really have to be from the half-court area. So what is it? You're going to kind of push a little bit, make it seem like you're going to go try to – you would have it on the fast break, right? Assumingly. It would just be on the fast break and then heave it? I'm trying to think of right. – because you have to get rid of a couple regulations like, uh, right. you know – you have to get a couple of regulations to get into it. The shot clock would be eating up like crazy. Um, it'd be very right. messy. I'm okay with that being implemented maybe in the G League as a tryout. But, right. you know, Francisco mentioned it. It would destroy the inside game, even though the two points are the easiest points you can get. Mm. And it might reward a lot of push-pull. But then what happens is, one – let's say you do get a couple of shooters who can make it that far. That's going to inflate their stock and cause salary issues because maybe they're bad on all the other facets of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, is it going to be something that aside from the few people who really want it, is it really going to be beneficial for the game as a whole for the viewers, for the owners, for the players and not so much mm-hmm. to me at least. Well, you bring up an interesting point. I'm kind of going I'm kind of piggybacking off of you and BU's idea of making it behind the half-court line. That's Those four-point plays are not going to happen often if you keep yeah. the current regulations in, which is the, what is it, the five-second rule behind half-court? I, I think they have like eight-second yeah, violations. Yeah, the, the eight-second rule, yeah. It's eight, eight seconds, seconds and the backcourt back violation. So you would have to do it, like you said, on a fast break. Or just kind of do it on, just do it out of nowhere, uh, and heave it. So there are only limited it, circumstances. It would, it would create some interesting situations. It Let's would. say if your team is down, if your team is down if you're, three, yeah, down three with about like, five seconds left, and you have the ball, that you have teams playing defense on the other side of that court. That'd be pretty interesting. Right. <laughs> but let, let, let's put it on some a chaos. upon that basketball itself tie game you need you know let's say if it's 120 to 120 right or not Mm. even that 118 to 120 you shoot the three you get the victory right Mm. it's really just a time constraint so that's why on the grand scale of things if you just need one point to win what's the benefit of going having a four point shot at all right i think just just make it interesting kind of end game type of stuff and end of quarter situations where 
He's like, what, what the, the heck? heck? I'm just going to shoot. I'm just going to toss the thing up and see if it hits. Basically, when I don't know the controls to an NBA game and I accidentally press the shoot button. Shoot <laughs> and I accidentally <laughs> heave it. <laughs> ah, crap. I meant to press A. <laughs> that's that's basically what it'll be. Okay. Uh, uh, any other thoughts from the weekend? From the All-Star weekend? Not, Not sure. really. Okay. Uh, so... I mean, there's no other other huge NBA news other than that. Than that. We have basically the run-up to the playoffs are, starts now because mm-hmm. we are about two-thirds of the way into the season. Right. Uh, so that'll be interesting. The Heats are in a kind of weird pickle where do they make the playoffs or do we just kind of let this? I mean, Goran Dragic is going to come back. We'll see what happens when he and Waiters get back together again. Maybe it'll recreate some magic. But I mean, from a from a fan standpoint, yeah, just, just kind of putting myself in heat fan, sh- heat fan shoes, you want to see the team go for the playoffs just, you know, for one last hurrah for Wade. Uh, I'm not sure how the Mavericks are doing, but same thing, because those are, those are the cornerstone guys. Those are the guys that are going to have statues. They're, you're, you have a point, but that's one of the things that kind of some Heat fans are conflicted with. There was a poll today on one of on the five reasons sports that uh, of what they wanted to see more, either the Heat making the playoffs for that, what, like you said, one last Wade hurrah, or tank for Zion, or well, they probably won't get Zion at this point. They're not, they're, they're not, not that bad. bad. They're not that terrible, but at least for a higher draft pick mm-hmm. for something a little, a little better within at least the top ten. Um, I voted for the top ten. Now, it, you know, it might be blasphemy for some Heat fans, but. I'm looking towards the future. Wade has done his thing. We there's three championships. He'll have a statue outside of the of the arena. You know, I, I don't want. I don't know if I actually do want to see one last game or, or like a series sweep, like four games by the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, that's just even though it would be his former where Marquette is at, and that'd be nice. But I, I don't know if I want to see Wade go out like that. I mean, you can't go out any worse than Dan Marino did. That's for sure. That's true. So, <laughs> so I know that it's not that, but Although I, know, I wouldn't want to see that for for Wade. You know, just, I mean, like Charles Jeter didn't make the playoffs his last season. No, but he also. It, it's weird with baseball because they were still over five hundred, and I think Jeter drove uh, in the winning run. So he at Yankee Stadium. So. His final homestand was the definitive there. For Wade, it's different. I mean, for Wade, it could be. I mean, if he had one last game with one last final shot at American Airlines Arena, the Heat end on the road this season. Um, uh, so some people are like toying with the idea of maybe he doesn't play that last road game and just kind of finishes goes it off into the distance. Yeah, into with that last home game. But it all depends on what he wants to do. I know the same kind of topic came up when Jeter was retiring because the last homestand was in Boston, right? The last series for them that season was in Boston, right, Charles? I'm not sure, but maybe. All right, I'm sorry. I faded out there for a second. What happened? <laughs> Boston was the last uh, series for Jeter his final season, right? I couldn't answer that question if you... Oh. Okay. I, I will get back to you on that. that I'm okay. right here. All right, but yeah, okay. But uh, all I know for certain is that there was he ended his career in an away series, 
and some, some people, people thought, thought he should just end it in Yankee yeah. Stadium. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, he, you're right. It was against the Red Sox, and he had a an RBI single as his final at bat. So there you go. But he had one last, obviously, right. heroic thing at Yankee Stadium. Uh, okay. All right, so that's our NBA talk. Uh, we're in the last, within the last 10 minutes here. Uh, Andrew, do you have any college teams you want to name? Or, mm-hmm. I'm going to um, put them up. Actually, at some point, we have to expand this to some of the minor league team names. Because yeah, we're going to get to baseball, and there's a ton that we have no idea what they are. I could give you one right now if you wanted to. Go okay. ahead. Okay, guys. Um, uh, let's see. So, uh, this is actually a G League team. Uh, let's. So, I'm gonna do uh, Grand Rapids. Oh goodness! It's a G League team, NBA G League. Oh, oh G League! I have no mm-hmm. idea. So, Grand Rapids. Uh, I'll give you one clue. It has something to do with motor vehicles. Okay. So we're in within anything that has Automotive. to do with okay. Is it a type of car? It's a it's an action. It's an action, right? It's an action that cars do. Breakdown. <laughs> That'd be a horrible thing drive. to happen. That's drive. it. Yep, the Grand Rapids Drive. So the Grand Rapids um, Drive, and uh, actually Ben Wallace is a part owner of that team. Yeah. Well, it, it's funny because how I know it is because the person I was used for players that we remember forget was on that team. Oh, okay. So, so, so my Wikipedia just popped out. On <laughs> so the Grand Rapids Drive, there was a beautiful, um, uh, I'm going to look for it right now, Grand Rapids Drive Twitter, uh, or, or, or well, let's go to Instagram. Uh, There's a beautiful um, uh, event that they, they did uh, like a promotional event where they actually went out looking like the uh, Flint, Michigan tropics <laughs> from the movie uh, semi-pro legend of Jackie moon, uh, the Will Ferrell movie. Um, uh, and so their uniforms, uh, it didn't say uh, tropics, but it said drive, but it was in the same styling mm-hmm. as the uh, Flint, Michigan tropics. And, uh, I'm looking for it right now. Uh, there, there's, there's one image right there. Very so, nice. Yeah. So the same color scheme, everything, everything except for the fact that it's called the drive. <laughs> so that, that that was a great promotional thing that they were running up to. A lot of people loved it. Uh, and yeah. So shall I go ahead and go with my teams for the week, or do you want to continue with this G League uh, swing? No, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I just sent out the schools, the school names to our lovely viewers. See if anyone gets them. Our colleges this week are Grand Canyon, Pepperdine, Cal State Fullerton, and Presbyterian. The reason I choose these schools is because the opening week of college baseball was this Friday. I did not know that. Wow, they started now? Wow. Mm -hmm. I remember, like, I think, like, all the Minnesota high school and like even the like Golden Gophers would start out their baseball season playing at the Metrodome because it was the only indoor facility that they could start the season with. Mm-hmm. 
BU knows three of those. Interesting, okay, so sir. Grand Canyon isn't isn't Grand Canyon that one that like advertises on TV every mm-hmm. once in a while? They're like a Christian college or something. So BU, which ones do you know? I'm curious. And then I remember the Pepperdine Institute because that's where we got all of our law stuff from. Yes. <laughs> they kept publishing stuff for law school, so we just copied and pasted it off of them. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Cal State Fullerton. Gosh, uh, we had a classmate of ours from there, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so he knows GCU, Pepperdine, and Presbyterian. I happen to know, just off the top of my head, I knew uh, at least Cal State Fullerton, Fullerton, and I can't remember if I remembered. Uh, no, I didn't remember Pepperdine. Okay, so Grand Canyon, uh, let's see, give me a clue. Grand Canyon is a is an animal, a four-legged animal that <clears throat> resides normally in Africa. It, it is not a predatory animal either. A giraffe? Mm-mm, much shorter. Okay, an antelope. You are correct, sir. What? What is it? Antelope. Oh, okay. All right, so it's an antelope. It's also their stock ticker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, All right, next up is Pepperdine. I'll give you guys one guess each, and then I'll turn it over to Mr. Mr. Canada here to do with water. Monsoon? A uh, little less drastic than that. Well, Natural phenomenon. Uh, what, what was the school? Presbyterian? No, 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 no. This, this is Pepperdine? Uh, Pepperdine. Pepperdine. Okay, I don't know where Pepperdine even is. It's in California? Is it in California? I believe it's in California. Okay. Uh, let's see. What's in California? Okay, so water. Malibu is where it is. Malibu. Water, earthquakes, uh, aqueducts. Uh, Remember, like I said, it's a water phenomenon. A water phenomenon. Whirlpool? Negative. Do you want to give us the result? While he does that, we'll move on to Presbyterian. Malibu. Malibu is most wanted. You're going to see a lot of these. The yep. waves. The waves. Oh, okay. The Pepperdine waves. Let's go on to Mr. B.U.'s next one. Uh, Presbyterian. It is... Um, it's a color. It's a, it's two, it's a two-word name. It is a color and... Depending on the usage, it's a sock or something that you use in gardening. Pepperdine waves sounds like a reggae band. (laughs) Okay, so once again, a color and either an old-time term for sock or something you use in gardening. Knickers? I can't, I can't think, think of any. No, that's underwear, right? I don't know. Shorts. Um, I Charles, you want to give it a go? Uh, that's the next. I, mean, I just know like knickerbockers, yeah. so that's why it kind of threw me for a loop. Um, it's, so, I mean, what, what's? I'm trying that to. That second part guys, is really going to help you out. Knickers are not socks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's the second. Sec- it's the second clue that's really going to help this, you. Uh, okay. So, um, stockings. Like like the red stockings, the white stockings, no? You're close, but you had your guess already. Okay. Charles? Oops. All right, BU, oh. give it to us. 
Yeah, give it to us. Yeah, give it to me. <laughs> the guy Fieri is at the All Star game. Really? <laughs> yeah, he was. He's taking pictures with with Ludacris. The blue hose. Oh, like pantyhose. Oh, leader hose and whatever. Right. Okay. And, and that's, that's where the gardening thing, thing came in as well. Ah, uh, okay. All right, All last right. up, no, no one knows this one. And as a matter of fact, fact I am the only person, person as far as I can tell, that actually knows this one from prior to this. Let me confirm, because I would feel like an idiot if I got it wrong. This will be the last one. Yep, I was correct. Cal State Fullerton. It is... Okay, sorry. Um, I, I was just... I, I was just looking up Presbyterians. Their, their mascot is called Scott, Scott, Scotty the Scotsman. <laughs> wow. So it's like Willie from The Simpsons. I, I have to know if if it's any cooler looking than Keggy the Keg. I, I'm looking him up right now. You guys, nothing is cooler than Keggy the Keg. He's kind of kind of terrifying looking. He's got like dead eyes. <laughs> I still like Keggy better. Yeah. I, I don't he looks know. like Chucky on All steroids. Alright, so... Yeah, that's, that's terrifying. That is terrifying. Kill it with fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kill it with fire. Oh, boy. oh, Scottish are definitely offended by that one. Alright. Um, I have to tread lightly with this one because if I give the right clue... Charles is going to know it instantly. Okey-dokey. Damn, I think I said too much. Fire, if, if you're Scottish. <laughs> I think I may have said too much already. Mike Myers playing Shrek. Um, okay. It is a mythological, mythological creature. Mythological creature. Or not a... It's a, it's a creature plural. Mythological creatures. Creatures. So... We already talked about the Griffins once. Blue's host sounds like a Scotsman's nickname for a look at my blue hose. <laughs> I'm shrink donkey. <laughs> All right, so uh, Francisco BU, you want to take a guess, Charles? I mean, Cal State Fullerton mythological creatures. Cal State Fullerton, they, they don't have the guts to do unicorns, that's for sure. No, but Unicorn um, is, believe it or not, confirm, it uh, is the, 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 the national mythological creature is the Unicorn of Scotland. Scotland. Okay. Uh, Pegasus? Negative. Okay. Never mind. Remember, creatures, plural. Pegasi? <laughs> no, it is not the Pegasi. It's not the Unicorns. Uh, shall I give it to you all? Charles, I mean, you're, you're going to hit yeah. yourself in the head. It, it is, is the Cal State, State Fullerton Titans. Oh, okay. All right. See, I think, I think like mythological creatures, I'm just thinking like... Something, something more like strange. Yeah, the Hydra. Hey, yeah, yeah, man, they're, Greek they're mythology is pretty. mythology. Yeah. You see, you have to tell me, Charles, do you want, want it to be Disney or do you want to be video game God of War? And then I'll know it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, be, uh, can you confirm for me that the unicorn is the mythological creature of Scotland? Uh, may, well, we're two hours in, so we'll look at that next Just, time. Oh, come <laughs> on. One thing? Okay, one thing. One last thing. One last rabbit hole for the night. It's not that much a rabbit hole. Corn, yes or no answer. Yes, it is, says BU, so I was right. Okay. Unicorn is indeed the mythological creature of Scotland. Uh, yeah, it comes up on Google. Yeah, all right. 
So, so that's, that's, that's a, a nice, nice bow there. Okay. Alrighty. Well, that's it, guys. Two hours. We talked basketball and hockey and unicorns. <laughs> and Scotsman. And Scotsman. And certain body parts. Yay. So thank you guys for joining us. Um, next week, we'll see what happens. We still are bouncing around the idea of doing a longer show to allow for Cesar and his West Coast, maybe some West Coast buddies of his that want to do this. I'll have to pitch the idea and we'll see what happens. Logistically, might be a little tough, but maybe I could stick around for another couple hours. What am, what am I going to do? <laughs> well, actually, I'll play Tetris 99. That was my other thing that I would have done a non-sponsor for. But, uh, yeah. And, yeah, who needs Google when we have BU? Exactly. exactly. Um, I guess yeah. to, to borrow a YouTube phrase, please like and subscribe. Share with your friends. Yeah, please like, share, and subscribe. Uh, the like button actually helps us out. Share. We're on Periscope and Twitch. We're and on all the things. Twitch. We are, are literally on all the things and things that you may not even heard of. We're in Japan right now. <laughs> to be I don't actually. even know what time it is, but my guess is nobody's yeah. watching because it's probably too early. Uh, no, no, no. They're, yeah. We're like 12 hours ahead of us. Maybe. Yeah, we're, so hopefully, maybe Charles can talk about some Japanese wrestlers after this. Um, yeah. All right. So, next time. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Not K mean. Which one is that? What language? Finish. Ah. Which is Go Barky. <laughs> Alexander Barkov. And ironic because I'm using that to finish this episode. Uh... <laughs>